What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado, people up in Tyler. All right, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Tuesday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spitting the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. 877-37-GRIND. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. The only thing we ask is you call during the breaks, and you be patient during the long segments and breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly also keep in mind if you need to follow me on twitter or reach out to me via twitter you can do that at sports grind also if you want to stream the show live and leave live comments i'll read those and respond to those on air in real time if i don't respond to those then i'll respond to them later um, you can go to the business facebook page of sports grind entertainment or you can go to my personal page um, and leave comments and like i said i'll read those on air live or i'll respond to them later and if you ever miss any of the episodes of the shows live you can also go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily seven days a week 365 okay and also if you're in a market uh, that doesn't carry us terrestrial wise on radio you can log on to the same website all right, sportsgrindonline.com. And if we are getting preempted for play-by-play, which like today, most likely that is happening. And this week. Uh, pretty much this week. Uh, you've got the Rangers and Astros in action, and we know a couple of our affiliates are play-by-play hosts of the Rangers. So you can go to sportsgrindonline.com, and you can click the play button then. That's why I've always said that repetitive every day, because uh, I know we deal with preemptions here and there. But either way, it's time to get it going. What's up, Mr. Clark? You ready? Yes, sir. Ready, rock and roll. Okay, man. So we've got quite a bit to get to, some stuff that's going to be carried over from yesterday uh, that we didn't have an opportunity to get to. Of course, speaking of NFL, um, really not too much of college because I think everything's going to be is kind of in the rearview mirror. Everything's going to be ahead when we talk about college, especially in the Red River Week. Um, interesting matchup. Alabama going to College Station. So we'll start getting in those, uh, you know, later on during the week. So not really too much to hash, rehash from this past weekend. So it'll be still football heavy intensive on the NFL side. Um, also, as I just alluded to, we've got postseason baseball is finally here underway. Uh, first pitch is actually going down as we speak as the Texas Rangers are. Um, I think they still call it Tropicana Field. I don't know. They're in Tampa Bay. Okay. Um, they're taking on the Rays. Uh, we'll, we'll circle back and get to some of these picks. Um, you know, you know. I think the Rangers. I, I will tell you this. I think the Rays are going to be victorious in today's game because uh, they got glass now on the mound. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Rangers find a way to sneak this series. Now they hadn't played some of their best ball. Um, in the second half of the season, especially the month and a half or two, they went through some lulls there. Uh, but they really was impressed with the first half. But, you know, Bruce Bochy, I've always said this a hundred times on these airwaves. I mean, you know, he's one of my favorite managers. Um, you know, him, Francona, guys like that. Um, so you can't never count somebody out like that. So we'll go ahead and we'll pick up the rest of the series. And I'm kind of torn on my World Series uh, prediction from the American League side. National League side, I kind of feel the direction I'm going. Um, But we will definitely do that before we get out of here today since we have a full slate of games kicking off these early rounds as well, too. 
Um, also, um, what else we got going on? We're still waiting. We're still a few days away from WNBA uh, getting their uh, finals underway, Liberty versus Aces. So we'll have our eye and ears to that once they get started. Um, also, uh, what else we got here? Uh, pretty much that's pretty much it for the NBA. Uh, don't forget about the NBA because we've had our media days and stuff like that. Um, the Lakers had their media day and Anthony Davis um, <clears throat> really better be, you know, he let it be known um, that the comments that came out at the celebration parade for the Denver Nuggets uh, didn't sit well, you know, with him. And, he, you know, kind of saying that him and A.D., I mean, excuse me, him and LeBron have had talks about them. And he can't wait to play them, to get to play them again. Now, we know that's the opening night game of Denver getting their rings and lowering the banner. Um, but very interesting. And, and, you know, to me, I think Denver, I am going to be interested uh, because I didn't want to get into today because I know we've got Monday Night Football to get to. But I know, you know, there's some comments out there with Joker. You know, Joker's a guy, you know, I know his question. You know, how much does he really love being a Nugget? Does he even love living in Denver? Because I know he's made some comments about, you know, keep in mind, he bolted out once the parade was over. Um, he is the reigning finals MVP. Um, but I do believe Mike Malone is the right guy to be in this position to get them prepared to be the hunted. Okay, especially when you come in, you know, um, a Lakers team that's eager to come out the gate and revenge their loss to the Denver Nuggets. So it's interesting to see how Jamal Murray, uh, Joker himself, um, you know, they did lose an interesting piece. I mean, an integral piece, in my opinion, uh, the Nuggets did. Uh, it's going to be see how they it's going to be interesting to see how they act as the hunt now. Because, you know, remember, they played the whole year last year with a chip on their shoulder. I mean, pretty much since Mike Malone's been there, that's how he's been coaching. But let's see how they deal with being the hunted. So you've got that going on. James Harden, there's other reports that have surfaced now with James Harden again, uh, that he's, will, he's, he's willing to make this miserable on the 76ers. Now, my question to this is that we've had the commissioner come out and sending warning shots about guys commenting on where they want to play or where they're not going to play off of the Dame Lillard situation. So my question is these type of comments and this type of stuff being leaked out, um, I'm expecting Adam to take the same approach um, and handle this right on and head on. I mean, don't try to, you know, blanket it and punish everybody, you know, that's really just think that all because, you know, not all NBA players are kicking up dust to get out of town anywhere. You know, we've got our steady culprits that's been part of this stuff for the last, I don't know, heavily the last five to six years. But I think you've got to come out and, and you know, you've got to be direct with James Harden because if these reports true and I believe them because this is the second time they surfaced in the last, I don't know, 90 days or so. And if you have a NBA player that's under contract making that kind of money, deliberately saying that I'm just going to pretty much in a nutshell saying I'm just going to soil all over this situation. I'm just going to I'm just going to defecate right here on this whole situation. There's a problem with that. I have a, I have a problem more with that than I do guys saying, hey, I really rather go there and I don't want to play. I don't, I don't even know. I mean, that makes it hard for a GM to do their job when you're talking about trades. But I've got a more problem with this if this is true, especially who it's coming from. Yes. 
Well, the latest report we have on James Harden in this situation of making things difficult, which he did say he would previously, he had said that in his whole you know China experience um, through CBS's uh, CBS Sports's Brad Botkin. Um, he wrote in his report, his covering of this, according to uh, Jared Greenberg of the NBA TV and NBA on T and T. He Greenberg is the one making this statement. Okay, and I'll, I'll quote here. And Greenberg is just to clarify this again. He's the NBA TV reporter okay. and, right. and an NBA on TNT okay. reporter. He's yeah. the one making this statement here. Quote: While it is unclear what Harden's next steps will be. It has been made clear to me by one high-ranking Sixers official that the Sixers would not be surprised. In fact, they expect Harden to show up to training camp at some point and make the situation painful for the organization. That's what he reported on Monday. This is not Harden saying that he's going to make it difficult. This is not Harden coming out you know, blatantly saying, hey, I'm just going to make y'all lives a living hell like Zach Wilson to, the, to Aaron Rodgers or whatever quarterback the Jets were going to bring in last year. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be a pain in his ass. I'm going to make his life hell. I'm going to make this competition hell because I'm going to compete. This isn't, that's, this isn't Harden saying that he's going to make – he's already previously said right. that he wouldn't make – but he hasn't doubled down. I want to be clear on that fact. He hasn't doubled down. The Sixers are prepared for him to maybe uh, put on the weight like he did in Houston or drag his feet in practice. They're going to feel pressured to bench him because of how he's performing around the team is what I'm g- gathering from Greenberg's statements here. But to clarify again, we haven't heard from Harden that he's going to do this. This is a team official telling Greenberg, an NBA t- TV reporter, that they are not surprised and almost expect him to, to behave uh, in such a manner. Well, I'm glad you clarified that with the listeners, uh, but it really doesn't change my stance. And I still expect Adam Silver to handle this because the reason why is he's already on videotape and he's already on proof to say that he said this personally. Because this reporter, and this is the way I go, this is because this is a reporter you know, putting out there, and he's a guy that works NBA TV, he's very credible, he's not putting that out there, and the Sixers aren't being prepared for it if, they don't, if, if he hasn't been told by James Kemp that's what's going to happen. So it's sometimes, you know, Adam Silver, you, you've got to be proactive instead of reactive. And the bottom line, he has a bad credit report, if you go back to Houston and him picking on the way to whatever, so if he's saying this, I don't need—I don't necessarily need him to double down and say it again. I've got evidence that he's already said it, and I've got evidence what happened in Houston. You know, um, if you've got a bad credit report, if you've got history of that, you're going to be judged and handled that way. Okay, somebody that's a registered sex offender or a pedophile is not allowed to—they're not going to allow him to purchase a home and live in miles of an elementary school because he has a record he has a, they're not going to wait to see well let's just see if he's learned his lesson you know no and i hate to make that comparison because that's something serious in this but i'm just telling you it doesn't matter whether he he said it they're getting sometimes i mean we don't i know we've got everybody and their mom got a podcast they got this and say oh i got sources to say this we can't assume a lot of these reporters are grouped into where they're just pulling stuff out of their anal and they're just saying oh well you know no they're getting this information and source through those camps they're communicating through the media so as a good commissioner i've told you i've been adam's back pocket and and back he had his back for uh, most of his tenure he's batted a thousand up until how he handled players speaking out weak fines that we touched on last year to the end of the season and this is a season i mean this is a situation where this is out there again because james wants it to be and if the Sixers are preparing for that, you can't sit there. He just like he said, "Hey, 
I'm, I'm with, no longer can a player sit there and say, well, they refuse to go. And, you know, we talked about that. Handle this the same way. You can't sit there under contract and say you're going to make it. If you don't want to be there, you don't want to show up, take the fines, demand a trade, whatever. But don't sit there and say you're going to basically make it difficult and disrupt an organization when you're under contract. Well, again, it's not that a player can't say where they want to go. They just can't say that they will only go to one destination and that they will res- that they will hold back services. Dame's agent in the media this this summer in August, as all this was going down, right. He said that he would that he would not you know they would not be getting all of Dame's ability. That's fine. That you can't do. You can still say where you want to go. Okay. Right. Harden has already been fined a hundred thousand right. for the statements he's made before. Now this is again inside reporting from NBA TV. So you, we have an inside reporter here, and he's saying what the team expects for. Harden has already received his fine for the prior statements made. He but hold on. He didn't see a fine for that. He received a fine because he called an owner a liar. No, he called was, Dirk. Again, this is, this is when the NBA put together the rules. The CNN reporting right here. The NBA announced Tuesday. This was back in, uh, uh, what, uh, August 22nd. The NBA announced Tuesday. It is fined 76ers guard James Harden $100,000 for what the league is calling, quote, public trade demands. For his comments made on August 14th and 17th, indicating that he would not perform the services called for under his player contract unless traded to another team. And I know that it wasn't we, for calling no, his GM. No, but no, but we we went through this again, and I gave my opinion because the timing that that came out that came out 24 hours later after that video in Tokyo. So we we don't need to go through it again because I gave him my opinion because I because you can put out whatever you want to. I go by actions, what I see. I go by people, what they've done. All I'm telling you is no need to get in back and forth about it. I'm just telling you that Adam Silver for whatever reason why he put out the memo because a Dame Lillard was agent. This is still a serious problem more when you sit there and having a player saying deliberately and there's another report coming out. I mean, this guy's pretty credible for NBA TV. So I don't think he's putting this out again unless Harden them has doubled down on the behind closed doors. Harden didn't show up to media day. Right. So you so you ask an insider, okay, what's going on with the Harden situation? Well, from the team, what we're hearing is that they expect Harden to come through with what he said before Right. So you can't find Harden again. So you, Harden has to come in. Harden has to again. No, I'm not it. saying I want Adam to come out and find him again right now. He's got to put his memo that he does sometimes to what he wants to put threats out there. Okay, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, hey, go find him again. I'm saying attack it with the same intensity that you did just because Dame Lillard said he only want his agent said he only want to play there. Dame never said that. His agent did. So therefore, I'm just saying is that the Philadelphia 76ers are preparing for they're expecting this to happen then most likely, whether he's screaming it on social media or he's yelling at the rooftop, the bottom line is Harden is putting this out there. And in my opinion, I think Adam Silver should be more be proactive like he did with Dame's agent comments and everything else and say, hey, we can't have a player deliberately saying they're going to disrupt their organization when they're under contract. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. 877-37-GRIND. Also, keeping it moving. Uh, so we have that to get to in NBA. We're almost there. But when we get back, uh, we're going to put a bow on uh, week four. Uh, we can start now. We still got a couple minutes now? Yeah, we okay. still have a couple okay. minutes. Well, let's put let's let's start in the NFL. Let's put a bow like we always do on week four. Um, as the Giants once again get dominated at home uh, by the Seattle Seahawks. Um just domination. Um, and really the talking, and I, and I put this in the docket, and, and, and I'm going to touch on kind of what I tweeted out last night. But the first off, we watched it in a dominating fashion. And at the same time, they pretty much almost got Daniel Jones killed. Um, 
Look, there's so many places that I can go with this based off the conversations that we've had over here through the summer on this particular programming uh, surrounding the running back situation and surrounding the conversations once Daniel Jones got signed. Um, there's a lot of let me just keep with that theme that I've had uh, since the summer. Um, as Sean puts it out there, when you have these situations, there's a lot of dirty hands involved. So there's a lot of dirty hands. There are dirty hands involved. The reason why the Giants that made the playoffs last year won a playoff game that are pretty much in this situation that they're in right now that looks like they've taken 10 to 15 steps back and especially particularly the quarterback position. Um, this is after making some additions such as a Darren Waller and guys like that. I want to dive into that uh, in that particular what's going on. And really what I want to because honestly, I think Dable's press conference and I think his actions during the game really basically spoke a thousand words in general. We'll get into it when we get back. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosekis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro DeBell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. G-I-E, A-K-A, B-I-G, get it, Biggie, also known as the Bone Appetit. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. Keep in mind, if you're looking to check out what the latest new products are in coming in, or you already know what you want, you just want it ordered and delivered straight to your doorstep, don't forget about SpecsOnline.com because the fun starts here. That's Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and official partner of the Dallas Cowboys, which we'll get to them. Jerry spoke, by the way, too, amongst, uh, you know, pre this big matchup, you know, coming up this Sunday night at Levi Stadium. Excuse me. All right. So back at putting a bow on week four. So last night there was another massacre in MetLife Stadium involving the Giants. We saw one in week one with the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know if this one was that as bad, but it's pretty bad. 
um, and they end up losing to Seattle. <clears throat> and, you know, I was watching the game, and all of a sudden I hear, um, and I was checking some of the Manny Cash here. I never could catch the Will Ferrell. Every time I clicked over, he wasn't on there, and I just ended up missing him. Um, but Joe Buck comes out and says, coming into week four, the Giants have been outscored 79-9 to in the first half. I'm like, damn. And I'm like, you know what? I've heard nobody really talk about that. I mean, other than seeing Giants get dismantled from Dallas. And we just chalked that up as like, man, Dallas just got a good defense. They're just dominant good defense. Um, it was amazing to me that no one had really heard that or the criticism again because Daniel Jones got paid. And I, and I had a tweet out last night that it just, to me, I just never wonder why, like when it comes to in this age, and I've had this topic before, that we're in an age of judging everything off by performance of pay. And, you know, Daniel got 160, a four-year extension, $82 million fully guaranteed with about $35 million to be able to be made in incentives. Why the team that was that was constructed around a running back elected to go ahead because of the state of the running back, the health situation, yada, yada, whatever you want to say, chose not to make him priority. Daniel Jones first. And what happens? Of course, Barkley's out. You're probably going to be out a total of four weeks. He's hurt. So if you want to say the support, like, well, that's why you don't pay a running back. This and that, that's fine. The reality of it is the fact is – Brian Dable, which is the coach of the year, that won coach of the year, that led them to the playoffs and everything. The general manager and Brian Dable has yet to, either they're in denial or they've yet to figure out a offense that doesn't have to be centered around Barkley or the running game if you were going to basically already commit. And I, and I still stand by what I say. It was, a, it was a half commitment at a discounted future price, but it's still – you committed to this guy that he was going to be somewhat the near immediate future of your team. And little behold, Barkley gets hurt. And in the, and I think it was the Arizona game. He's been out a couple weeks and this offense has looked awful. Um, you know, I had somebody tweeted me yesterday when I tweeted, it's like, you know, and I'm not even, I don't even know if I can find his name, but just said, oh, here Calvin again, embarrass himself on social media because during, nah, not really, buddy, because listen to what I'm saying. The, the thing of it is when you say, oh, it's just it's just basically because of his offensive line, anybody can see that as weapons. Um, well, the last time I checked, first of all, uh, like I said, Stevie Wonder can see that their offensive line is bad that they've got a tight end that's yet to go off that they paid because they have no receivers and get, you know, separation. That ain't what I'm talking about. Because at the same time, the guys I speak of, Russ, his line sucked last year too. And he was without two of his top wide receivers, and he was with an incompetent coaching staff. Now, granted, some of this was on, and Russ played bad. Now, this wasn't all just because, you know, he had Hackett or, you know, because he had, but what I'm saying, the criticism was always about the contract that was paid from him. Same thing with Deshaun Watson, same thing with Kyler Murray. Daniel Jones got 160, and not only that, I mean, and another thing is, um, I've always heard about Kirk Cousins' primetime record. 
That's always been the button run. Like, I don't know if you can win with Kirk Cousins because he's just the terrible on primetime, primetime. Daniel Jones is 1-13 on primetime games, and I just found that out yesterday. So my point is we pick and choose in regards to who we want to in the media. And I don't know why it's like that. I'll let y'all be the judge about who we pick on in pocket watch, but other guys get a pass. So there is dirty hands involved because I think the GM and the Brian Dable, they have to understand that, look, man, you know who you're dealing with. He has his limitations. He's not a guy that is going to be able to overcome bad offensive line play. I mean, not too many quarterbacks do, but there's some quarterbacks you commit to. They try to make it work. Okay? Because I guarantee you with Bryce Young through this point and whatever, it's 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 not going to be the narrative like, damn, does he have an offensive line in Carolina? No, it's going to be like, hey, we told you he was too small. We told you the size was a concern. But Daniel Jones that we were, and, and again, I love Joe Buck and I love Troy Aikman, but at the end of the day, I had to hear them go on and on probably by the fourth quarter about Daniel Jones' offensive line more than I did the repeated elementary pick six that he threw going the other way that he continues to make and come off reads and didn't read that right. Or the start of the first quarter to run the ball. The guys had fun. I think he's the lead the league in the most fumbles out of a quarterback in the last couple years. And he's running around and he knows that he's playing, I don't know, a decent defensive team in Seattle that are pretty much the Pete Carroll teams I've seen coach. They gang tackle, but he's running around and he gets stripped and give it up. I mean, he had 21 points on him yesterday. And what did it, and, and what did uh, what did Seattle end up with, Jonas? This point total they had. So if I say Daniel's responsible for 21 straight points, then basically how, how they, I think they scored, what, 24 or 23? It was 24 to 3. Yeah. So you have the pick six. Uh, you have the other turn, uh, interception that turned into a touchdown. And then I believe the fumble uh, turned into a touchdown hmm. on offense and defense. Um, and for those that uh, – my man that tweeted, for those that say the offense, like, yeah, like I said, Stevie Wonder can see that. But evidently, Dable, who threw a Microsoft tablet down and met Daniel Jones off on the field at a timeout, he knows what offensive line he like. But you know why he did that? Because Daniel Jones is steady making the same damn mistakes. But the national mainstream media don't say anything. They don't pocket watch for them. What do you got? The reason why other quarterbacks get, I guess, pocket watched is you're looking at pockets. Um, is if I'm not mistaken, Russell Wilson had an illustrious career, uh, what you would call a Hall of Fame career, in Seattle, and then had expectations going to the Broncos when he signed his two hundred and what twenty million dollar deal or whatever like that. Uh, Deshaun Watson, for two or three years uh, in Houston. Had MVP conversations around him. Uh, he was in the race. Um, everybody and their mom was out there trying to bid for his services that wanted to take the PR b- uh, battle that came with it as well. Uh, when he was, uh, you know, the trade for the from the Texans, so he had expectations uh, going, you know, of, of great expectations um, on his greatness going into Cleveland. Uh, Kyler Murray, I think that you can kind of look at Kyler and you can say, okay, well, he was the first overall pick. Um, I think he's made a couple Pro Bowls uh, in his first few years. 
Um, they decided to pay him. A lot of people uh, disagreed with them paying him as well uh, because it was really, what have you shown us? You collapse down the stretch every year. They also decided to pay their head coach that they fired and their GM that they fired uh, that walked away from the team. Um, but he had expectations on him. I think that when you look at Daniel Jones, he's the number 10. If you look at average annual value of contracts in the NFL right now, he's number 10, according to, you know, you, you guessed it, Spotrack, where I like to go look at contracts, right? That t- he's at $40 million a year. He's tied with Matthew Stafford and Dak Prescott. All right, Matthew Stafford, he's won a Super Bowl. Dak Prescott, uh, I mean, ask Cowboy fans. I mean, you're kind of split down the, down the middle as to how good Dak Prescott is. Uh, what one playoff win in his career in Dallas? Daniel Jones has one as well. Um, but what are the expectations of Daniel Jones? I don't feel like people's expectations of Daniel Daniel Jones were very high. I don't care uh, what the expectation is. It's like that's, this that's is, why the, the expectations. But you can't just say, "Look at the money, look at the performance." I'm doing it because that's you what y'all to, do. That's what y'all do. So 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 let me let me clarify. No, let me clarify really fast, really fast here because you. I mean. Who is because you're going to come at if you're you're attacking me? You're well, saying, you're, I'm not. Well, I'm just saying you ain't the only you're, one. You're address, you're addressing it as y'all. So I'm going to ask who is y'all? The people that are the Daniel Jones slurpers, the people that sit there and wanted to justify when everybody knew that the Giants' offense was not built. They made the playoffs last year because the number twenty six. Not because of Daniel Jones. Everybody knew that. Everybody, I don't care if you're a passer, but everybody knew that. Sure. The offense in the organization was, Barkley is their best offensive player. 100%. But, when but, 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 but what I'm telling you is when you want to talk about value and you want to talk about, well, Russ won a Super Bowl and his was actually 250. But, and, you know, if you look at them, the bottom line is if I'm driving a Ferrari and I get 15 miles an hour over the speed limit, don't, don't price my ticket more than you would for a Honda Civic. So the bottom line is my whole point with this is that until oh today, because it got played out on primetime TV and it, it was really bad. But up until most of part today, nobody has at the end of the day, he got an extension just because it wasn't 240 or wasn't fully guaranteed like Deshaun or there. Because, first of all, I would never put the breath of Daniel Jones in either one of those quarterbacks. because He never is going to be and he never was. Sure. So but the bottom line is he got chose over Swaycon Barkley. And if I'm Barkley, don't think human-wise as he's there on the, whether he's hurt or not, he's thinking like I preached all summer, hold out to the Dallas week one. If you hold out to Dallas week one, two, they would have gave him his money because the Giants would be 0 for right now. Because Daniel Jones, whether it's 160, whether it was only 80, whether it was a premature purchase because it was the value and they're getting ahead, all the stuff you're saying, at the end of the day, he has not been performing and he gets a pass. He is 1-13. in 13. He made elementary because if it's just about the skilled players behind him and the offensive line, his coach threw him under the bus twice last night. One in the game showing him up at a time. I'm out throwing a Microsoft pad, and then when he gets to the press conference, he did. We want to talk about who's doubling down. He doubles down in the press conference and said, Yeah, well, I'll be boo. Well, first of all, we can't throw to turn the ball over. Is he talking? Did he say, Hey, well, first of all, we got it? it is, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you go to the he also talked about what the, the six penalties on defense that's fine. That really I'm, stacked, not, I'm not putting uh, it on special again. Teams again I know football. I understand, and like I told the Twitter guy last night, I understand that he has a bad offensive line. I understand that. But mm-hmm. the bottom line of it is he shouldn't have got that money and ain't that dude. Okay. 
He ain't that dude. Okay. He ain't Vanilla Vic, and that's another thing. I don't know if that's you or the whole thing. Because first of all, it's when New, Michael Vick, oh, okay, well, New York needs to stop because that's an insult to Michael Vick. Because first of all, Michael Vick, when he, when you, if you put his career where Daniel Jones is at right now, when Michael Vick was scrambling, first of all, it's not even close. He wouldn't have fumble problems. He was making plays. It took Michael Vick doing Fed time in 24 months when he got to Philly when he started taking shots and they had to put a flat back and he kept fumbling. Not, not before his prime like Daniel Jones, a. Vanilla Vic, what y'all call him. The bottom line is, dude, he does not get this until today because today he's the topic because it's it looked bad. So therefore, there's a lot of dirty hands involved. But what I'm saying is nobody talked about the offensive line problems with Russ last year. Nobody talked. It was the fact that okay, he was so done. In, so you're in your feelings. Uh, no, it's not. About, I, that's what I'm talking about Deshaun Watson, uh, too. And, 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 I, and I can explain it like I did on Twitter for you. I explained the Russell Wilson. Okay, but if the re- I'm not even a, a you want to call me a Daniel Jones slurper well you're no, apologist I'll give you that I'm not even an apologist not even that when I see you unjustly attacking him no he, gonna, he's I'm, not I'm, he's, I'm, he's not playing I'm, I'm gonna say something okay unjustly attacking attacking I, him I, I feel I feel like your comments about it which is why I went and said something about it was it, it, I think it's just yes he's part of the problem he's did did he offer himself? The hundred and sixty million dollar deal? Did he just say? Did he walk into to Shine's office and tell Dable? Hey, uh, did you take all that in consideration? Did you take all that in consideration last year with Russell Wilson? Did you break it down? Uh, like, what well, did he uh, ask for the coach? No, okay. it was he's done. Do you? It's all Pete Carroll and Geno Smith. Do you understand that about three minutes ago you said I won't even put Daniel Jones' name? Up there no, but he deserves oh, to get criticized. I, I, the, what are you talking about? I'm going to justify criticizing on Twitter with the dude threw a pick six. He fumbled at the beginning, and they're outscored 79 to 9. How is that unjustified criticism? You're making it about the money. You're making it all about the money. Because the media, the mainstream media, no, made no, it about the money, this, about Deshaun, this, this is about a, Russ, about everybody. This, Colin Murray, they all do. This, That's facts. And again, they had expectations. Oh. Now, I'll answer Henry Jones's question here. If expectations aren't high for Daniel Jones, why pay him so much? Again, did he offer himself his deal? If you are offered, Calvin, $160 million guaranteed, $40 million a year for four years, you're offered it. Okay? Because somebody else wants to give you that money. Are you going to sign the check or no? Well, what does that have to do with him not getting as much criticism as other quarterbacks that's gotten paid? Because, because, th- th- because up until can, then, what does that can, have to do with because that? Because we can recognize he got overpaid. I'm not killing Daniel Jones for saying, oh, y'all want to give me this much? No, man, I'm not really worth that. Don't bring that up to sidetrack and try to be you, like those guys in New York that do those games. Hey, man, where the ball go? Can you check that? Tip me 20. Stay focused, and that's the reason why Henry Jones is asking and, a question. And, and I'm right here. It ain't if, no expect. If, no if, one had expectations for him to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. When I don't care if it's 165. When you get an extension as a quarterback, you have expectations to win. They made it to the playoffs last year. The point that I tried to educate you on in the summer and everybody else, they it was an, it was the guy that should have got the money, whether he's durable or not, is riding is, the bench and, right and, now. And the bottom line of it, and, 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 exactly. And was, and was there? For, and what do they and, look like without him? And was there for the first three weeks? Okay. There and what too. do and what do they look so, without so you, him? So if you want to talk about Joe Buck and Troy Aikman's stats about them getting outscored in the first quarter, that was with Saquon. Yeah, Marshall. but that went fun. 
Right, and it's with Daniel Jones, and it's not that good. And, and they, he ain't even worth the 160. Sure. Okay, that's all the point is. I, so I, don't I, so I, don't tell me it's unjustified criticism at Twitter I, I, because I, Jonas basically was wrong about Daniel Jones I, in the summer. Jonas was not. No, dude, you try to sell it the same thing oh you're doing God, about what you're okay. doing. I'm, the I'm, bottom, no, dude, and no. just and let me bring it to Deshaun Watson no. since you said this ain't really about no. Russ. No. The bottom line is this: Deshaun Watson. We came in here after the few games last week and we talked about Deshaun Watson's value and the value that he has and we don't need him to do this and this and some people are Browns fan I'm because you wanted Baker so I'm not even including you in this but I'm talking to Browns nation out there it was like well we're paying this guy this money we're paying this guy this money the first time Deshaun Watson gets a DMP at a late game scratch Cleveland which I've been high on their defense I've got them finishing second in the division they get their ass handed to him so the, so the young quarterback that was all the hype in the preseason and this and this, they got their ass handed to him the first game without Deshaun Watson. So this, with, with no chub, whether it's the running style or not, Deshaun Watson, yes, he hasn't looked yet of Deshaun Watson. He had a rough game against the defense he played. But I'm talking about he got criticism about his contract. I've never been over here to criticize. I'd be like, hey, man, because you paid him. I get the value whether the quarterback market's out of, out of whack or what have you. The bottom line is the criticism has not been the same until today for Daniel Jones. And the bottom line is he's not even the best player on his team offensively. It is the guy that's basically hurt. But if that's the if that's the case, they should have just held off on Daniel Jones anyway, too, and made him do the franchise tag or whatever. Because at the end of the day, like I said, I've heard about Kirk Cousins' primetime stats, about he can't win in prime. Daniel Jones is 1-13, in and he leads the league in fumbles, if I'm not mistaken, at least top two over the last two years. So evidently, Brian Dable... Did not want to excuse him because it's like, well, man, you know, he doesn't have, really have expectations. You know, we did and We're not supposed to. No, he embarrassed him. He embarrassed him. So, yeah, of course, he can talk about the offensive line, the penalties and everything. There's a lot of dirty hands involved. The same thing I said with Russ. But the whole thing with last year was whether he was a super. Oh, let's ride. It's Russ. Russ. Deshaun Watson. I don't know about that, man. He looks a little bit shaky. We don't need to put it all on him. But the one game he doesn't play to get their ass handed to him. Because why? Because the other best player, they don't have him. So it doesn't matter whether it's a running team or whatever. That's my point. But the whole point, we can move on. Daniel Jones until today has not got the same criticism as other quarterbacks do for whatever reason. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spending the morning twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging. It's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. 
Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 